Hello, everyone. Welcome to UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts, the show that brings you Georgia football recruiting each and every Monday night. And we got to get right to it, guys, because there's a game seven and both of our guests that are going to be tonight. They want to see this game seven coming on. So so we told them we'd get right to it. We got Peyton Woodyard and mm-hmm. Dylan Paola joining us. Guys, thank you so much. We don't want to cut into this, the uh, heat and Celtics too much for you now. So we're going to keep keep it brief on here. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing good. Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Absolutely. So we got to start off right off the bat. We already talked a little bit about Peyton before. Who who you got in Game Seven, Dylan? What, who are you going with? Uh, that's a hard one. I'm gonna have to go with Miami though. Okay. I think they'll come okay. Through. I was telling I was telling Peyton that Jimmy Butler apparently is a big Georgia Bulldog fan. So really? there you go. That wow. add, that adds another element to it for you. So it and Peyton, really. Peyton, who'd you say you were going with again? Yeah, I said I, I was going with Jimmy B, man, the Heat, man. There we go. There we go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So, guys, we appreciate you hopping on. Um, Dylan, we hadn't got to talk to you really much. Mm. I mean, I saw you at the throwing at the throwing event and things like that, but there was so much going on in that. Just kind of tell us what these last couple of weeks, you know, I think you've kind of had a feeling this was going to mm. be the place for you since maybe right. March sometime, but really officially kind of going through your process and and – making it official to the dogs. Tell us what these last few weeks have been like for you. Yeah, it's been it's been a blessing, you know, just to be a part of, of what Coach Smart has built. You know, him and his staff have worked so hard to establish a program like they have. And, you know, I'm just very fortunate to be be a part of it. Um, you know, I give I give all the credit to the to the coaching staff and, and just, just what they do and you know how much they love doing what they do. So, you know, it, it's it's a it's a fun deal. And and just to have people like you know like Peyton and all those kind of guys in this class is is pretty cool. You know we're all they're all great great dudes. So uh, it's been exciting. Peyton, I mean it seemed like a long time coming. I know you were working on on your guy Dylan here for a while. So what was your reaction when it finally when that tweet finally went down or that Instagram post went down that day and uh, and everybody saw that Dylan was going to be a dog? Oh man, it felt good just being able to get my boy on the team with me, you know. <laughs> yeah. Not only play football with him, but go to school with him and just also, like, it's just great to have him with the whole class we got. The class we have is legendary, and it'll be it'll be one to remember for sure, like, once you, once you look back at it. No doubt. Trent, what you got for these guys? Yeah, speaking of legendary, y'all got those official visits coming up. Uh, what, what, I mean, I, y'all seen campus over and over and over, and, and y'all committed – uh, to that coaching staff, so you're you're you know very comfortable with them. What do, what do, what's the plan on this official visit? Who are y'all recruiting? Who are y'all trying to get to join uh, join y'all up in Athens? Okay, you got it. Go ahead, go uh, ahead. Uh, one person I always talk about is like talking to my boy KJ. You know what I'm saying? Um, I definitely want to try and get him, um, but I don't think he's gonna be there that day. But yeah, next I mean, week, the next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're always working on dudes like that, but. Well, like, you know, we already seen campus and stuff. I think it's just more looking forward to, like, fellowshipping and building that bond with, like, our class, you know. Um, we already have a good bond, and that's just, like, over social media. I mean, we met some of, some of them in, like, person, but, like, this would be a real good chance for us to fellowship and uh, build that bond. Dylan, there's so many guys, so many guys going to be there this week, so much talent. I mean, I think it's 16 guys that we've got put out there. I'll put the graphic up again. I mean, just look at some of these faces here. You know, you've got you've got such talented guys coming in. What is it going to be like as someone who 
now you're already on board, you and Peyton both, and you can kind of be ambassadors for this class. So what are you just going to kind of – I know it's going to be about having fun, but what are you going to be kind of sharing with these guys since you're already on board? Yeah, I mean, I think what Coach Smart has built speaks for itself. Um, and all, all we have to do is piggyback off what they do. Um, you know, the coaches have our backs. We have their backs. So re really, really just getting to know these guys on a personal level, um, you know, kind of take football out of the equation and, and get to know them as men and, you know, just how, you know, how their family's doing, how, how's football going. And, um, you know, it, it just to get to know these guys on a personal level, because I think that goes a, a much further way than just trying to get them to come to play, to play at Georgia with you. You know, you build a bond with them. It, it means a little more to them. Yeah. Trent? Yeah, uh, Peyton, uh, you're talking about KJ, uh, wanting KJ to join up with you. What what would that safety tandem look like in Athens compared to, you know, other safety tandems? I mean, that that, that would be uh, – that would be one nasty duo. Yeah, that would be, be one crazy duo for sure. Like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like – we, we if we get all the best safeties in the room, you know what I'm saying? It's only going to push us to be better and be the best uh, the best athlete we can be, you know? So um, I feel like competition breeds the best out of everyone. So um, it would be good to get them on the, on the, on the squad. And, um, shoot, all of us on the field at one time would be crazy. So, so, so who would be the uh, the center field guy and who would be the one playing in the box? If you got the safety. I think we both would be able to do it, um, do, do either. Um, what he's asking you, Peyton, is who wants to smoke in their tackling on in the box? Who wants to go in there and lower their head? Both, I, I answer for them. I think they both want to smoke. They're, they're <laughs> yeah, we both want to smoke. Yeah. We should go to a zero package. I think I think it would be I think it would be pretty scary for for Dylan at, at a you know on the other side of the wall like in practice seeing me and safety KJ blitz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Dylan. Um, you know when it when it comes down to it, you and and to Trent's point about safeties, he's being coached by Kirby Smart, Will Muschamp, who both played safety at Georgia. Mm -hmm. You're being coached by Mike Bobo, who played quarterback at Georgia. I want to know who's going to get the most trash talk from their coach. Do you think it's going to be Peyton uh, with Kirby and them telling them how, how they were good safeties or Bobo saying, hey, here's how I used to spin it back in the day over there? Who's going to get the most trash talk from their coach? Well, I, I really don't think they do a lot of trash talking. Um, I think they just they let the play speak for itself. Uh, they they're all great coaches, um, great men, great dads, great fathers. So, uh, I mean, you learn you learn more than football with these guys. Uh, as much as it's about football, it's more about you know family and, and fellowship with you know. Like I got I got to know Coach Smart's son for for a little bit, and you know he's he's awesome. I remember being that age and. You know what he wants to do is, is great. So you know, just being able to support support families like that, it, it's pretty special. I think Muschamp talk a little bit of smack though. If I'm uh, I, have, I haven't heard if he does. <laughs> yeah, coach, coach Muschamp, he'd be like, he'd be like, man, you should see me back in the day. You know, I might have been able to hang with y'all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Funny. There's got to be there's got to be a little bit of that competitive vibe still in him. You know, from from the from those days. But yeah, uh, Peyton, you're you're in a 
a little bit different position. Uh, Dylan's kind of shut everything down. You're still going to take some visits, Peyton, but it almost feels like the, the Georgia staff, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Georgia staff kind of says, hey, go, go enjoy your process, stuff like that, because they're pretty confident in their relationship with you and stuff like that. It's kind of that, that kind of the approach that they take with that kind of stuff. Yes, sir. Most definitely. Coach Fran um, and uh, Coach Mustamp and Coach Kirby, I talked to them all, and they, and they, uh, they agree, man, take your officials, you know, and, like, you enjoy it. You only get to experience the – Enjoy. I mean, you only get to experience this once, so um, I'm definitely just enjoying it, and I'm I'm 100% committed to Georgia, and I can't wait to be a Bulldog. Absolutely. So, Peyton, when it comes down to going around campus and 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 Athens and all that kind of stuff, well, both of you guys, really, you can answer it. Have you found any spot yet that you like, place to eat, something like that, that you know, okay, for the next four, three, four years, this is going to be one of my mainstays here. What, what, what do you like around campus? Go ahead, Dylan. You like yeah, it? I, I really. That's hard. There's, there's a I few like, spots that I know, but I don't know the name of them. I think that the Chuck spot right by the hotel. Oh yeah. Um, there's another breakfast spot. I can't remember the name of it, but it was really good. Yeah, I remember we had um, what's that one place they got out there that we don't we don't have over here? It's called a takeout or something. Is it? Take is that what it's called? Takeout. Takeout. I never heard of that. <laughs> I, I don't know. Cook it's like cookout. 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 That's what it's called. Cookout. Like a fast food joint? <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's like, yeah, it's a little fast food joint. That's, that place is cool. And then they had like this pizza place that some of the football players got. It was pretty good. It was like on campus, I think. I'm going to have to go check those out. I've never Paul been. Paul says cookout. So he, he gives a shout out to that. Uh, Paul, yeah. Paul works with us over there. Trent, what you got for these fellas? Yeah, I mean, both of y'all are, are, are I mean, fir- firmly committed. And, uh, it, I mean, we talked about this earlier. You talked about KJ. Um, you know, what, what is – with the guys that are coming on campus, what, what are you kind of looking at? I, I know I know you're after Jeremiah Dillon. Um, I know you're after a couple other guys, Wingo maybe, and a couple other guys. Any any particular re- receivers that you've kind of hit it off with? I know that you had throwing sessions. Any, any receivers you've hit it off with? Yeah, uh, um, the the committed guys, of course, you know, Nye and Sakobi, those guys are great. And then, I, you know, I got to meet Ryan Williams, and then um, Colin Heinrich was there. You know, he just he committed recently last week. And then having Jeremiah there was, was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I mean, th- they're all really great players. You know, they wouldn't be in the conversation if they weren't. Um, but, you know, like I said earlier, it was really just – building the relationships with these guys and, you know, just knowing that you guys just support them wherever they go. We, you know, obviously want them to be a bulldog, but um, I think it's, it's just more than football at this point. You know, it, it's, it's getting to know, you know, everything about them and, and, and just connect with them and, and relate to them in so many different ways. We had Sokovi on last week and he talked about how shy and, and uh, Jeremiah was, didn't talk much. <laughs> yeah. No, I, he, he's pretty quiet, um, but, you know, his family's great. His younger brother is awesome. So uh, it, it was a pleasure hanging out with all those guys. Alex Page says to both of y'all, alumni cookie dough. That's a spot y'all got to hit up on the OV. So all write right. that one down. Alumni cookie dough. You got to have Peyton, that on there. Remember that. Peyton, the real question is, man, you know, of course we had you on here to talk Georgia and recruit and all that. But, you know, I really need a good shave. Uh, you know anybody that can hook me up with some razors or anything, man? I mean, it, it, how about that? Oh yeah, hit up a uh, hit up a uh, bevel. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <I might laughs> Absolutely. Get you 
Congrats, congrats on the NIL. That's I wanted to ask you guys both about that because two of the more you know heavily recruited prospects in the country, you guys have had to deal with that aspect of it when other generations of of prospects haven't in terms of looking what hey what do I look like in terms of my markability marketability going forward and all that kind of stuff. You know, I know that it may not be the the main focus football and and getting better the the main focus, but how do you guys? kind of balance that knowing it's coming down the line and something that you'll have to have to deal with and how do you make sure you go about it the right way yeah i mean uh i would just say you know always keep the main thing the main thing like you said mr blaine you know keep football the main thing and then just understand that everything else will fall in line um i have great parents i have a great supporting staff that that I trust a lot to handle those kind of things. Um, and I'm very fortunate to, you know, let them handle that. And, and we, and I can really just work on football. Um, you know, so I'm fortunate in that aspect of it. Um, but I, I think it's a unique, unique time for college football with this NIL thing. Um, you know, paid situation is different because high schools are allowed in, in California. Um, you know, in Arizona, they're not. So, um, you know, it's just a different scenario, but I think you keep football the main thing and everything else will fall in the line and, uh, you know, keep torching Payton and, and KJ in practice. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so Payton, what's the NIL thing been like? It is different now, California. I mean, how how is that? It's it's just a crazy time for you guys as high school to not only deal with all the, the recruiting stuff, but also this NIL, NIL stuff that comes along with it. I think it's kind of like what Dylan said. I, th- I don't think he could have said, said it any better. Just, like, keep keep the main thing the main thing. And, um, shoot, yeah, f- football is what got you there. So you got to keep it the main thing and keep your faith first, your family, and then football. Um, yeah, I mean, NIL is kind of crazy, though. I can't lie. Um, you definitely don't want to invest in everything. You, you don't want to. He keeps stroking his beard and stuff. Did you did you not want to did you not want to shave off the little uh, the, the patch there and, and the mustache when they came at you? Were you like, hey, what am I gonna do? I gotta get rid of this. No, I gotta keep. I gotta keep the beard. I gotta keep the little the little stubble right here. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, man. No, it made me think about it when I saw the, the Instagram. Last question for both of you because I know we got y'all got to go get to game seven, and we, this is the end of our fifteen minutes here recruits that we've talked to both of them have talked to to us about you guys saying you're just so relational like it doesn't matter if it's somebody that's ultimately going to Georgia or not you just enjoy creating relationships with guys and getting to know them and people even talk about hey they're they're these two guys are mature they're really like they're out there having real conversations with you what is that about you you two guys that you make it a point to do that with people and why do you enjoy that relationship aspect so much? You got it. Go first. Uh, I don't think it's like anything you try to do. I, I think like both me and Dylan were raised um, mm-hmm. my parents correctly. And um, I just think like it's just you got to be you, you know what I'm saying? Be very personable and just, just talk to people, man. Like, Yeah, like Payton hits it right. You know, yeah. both raised right. Uh, you know, I can't take any of the credit. I give it all to my parents. But, yeah, you got to just be you. You know, you try to be somebody you're not. Most of the time, people will know you're, you're, not, you're fake. And I think 
in that aspect, you just gotta, you just gotta be you. And if, if they don't click with you, then it doesn't click. You know, it's not meant to be. But you know, if it was meant to be, it'll be. So that that's just kind of the approach that that overall really you take. Absolutely. Well, guys, we appreciate you coming on. As promised, to hit hit around that fifteen minute mark. We're gonna let you go watch Game Seven. So y'all y'all enjoy it. I hope your Heat win for both yeah. of you because that's who you predicted. So we appreciate you guys coming on. Yes, sir. Go dogs. Go dogs. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll see you guys later. Thanks, Peyton. Thanks, Dylan. Uh, Trent. You know, hey, big big two guests right there. Two of the leaders of this class now with Dylan Raola having come on on the offensive side, and you know, of course. Peyton has been a part of things over there on the defensive side. What were your takeaways from that interview with those two guys? Yeah, I mean, you, you could be looking at uh, in in two or three years as that being the offensive captain and captain and the defensive captain of the defense and offense at, at the University of Georgia. I mean, both of them are mature uh, beyond their their ages. Both of them are uh, quality kids, and they seem like they got the, that leadership traits to uh, you know lead a defense, lead an offense. So. Uh, you might be looking at, uh, you know, right now they're just high schoolers, just seniors in high schools and uh, 17, 18-year-old kids, but um, that that's the future in Athens right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So they, they, they talked about, hey, you know, really it's just about building upon what Coach Smart and everybody has kind of already built on there, and they're just basically pointing out the results. Is that is that the – the level that Georgia has reached now uh, with two back-to-back national champions, they just say, just look at the product that's that's on the field. It's more of an invitation to come to Georgia than it is to be recruited. For sure. I mean, I, I think that uh, w- what Kirby's done over the past two years with his uh, with his players and his um, just marketability of, of the program, I think that is turned in uh, – it is what it is. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a premier program in college football. You, you come here – and you get what you get. Uh, keep the main thing, the main thing. That's what they think. I think it's funny how um, you, we talk about as a staff. You go interview these players after practices and stuff. Uh, the, the team wise, and and it feels like you're talking to Coach, Coach Smart every single time. And now you're talking to recruits, and it feels like you're talking to Coach Smart because they're you know they already got that language, they already got that uh, uh, that kind of mature matureness about them, and talking the way you would think you were talking to Coach Smart. So. So it's very interesting, and, and those are two bright young men. No doubt, no doubt. You, and hey, the, a parent. You and I are both parents. Those those parents have to be like, if they're watching right now, or they see the replay of that. They got to be like over them. Anybody gives that much props to mom and dad. You know, mom and dad are doing stuff right, and then there's two kids that that love their parents. So hey, that's a that's yeah. that's always got to make those the mom I just and dad. Can't feel see great. myself standing in front of a camera at 17, 18 years old and being that, that mature. I mean, we talked to Casey Poe a few few weeks ago and uh, his maturity and and his uh, confidence in just talking and, and being outspoken. Um, and there 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 is that thing, but Kirby Smart is not only re- uh, recruiting a certain type of talent, but he's recruiting a certain certain type of t- uh, certain type of kid, and uh, you're kind of seeing that with the interviews that we're having with these uh, commits. Absolutely. So Andy Stowe says, "Yeah, you see all the them all rock the Kirby cliches. <laughs> so awesome. So for sure, they're they're out there speaking Kirby ease, as I like to say over there. I mean, they're they're definitely talking the, the Georgia line. I do want to put up the the picture the um title screen once again because just look at all these names 
over here. I mean, 16 guys. And yeah, put Kirby in there with a smile on his face because you know he's got to be excited to have that much talent. But you got guys coming in like Justin Scott, for example, um, Trent, who has never set foot in Athens and is coming for an official visit, a five-star defensive tackle, number one defensive tackle in the country, says, you know what? I've never been there before. They didn't offer me till January. Let's go take an OV. I mean, that, I think, goes to your point earlier about them being a premier program, Georgia. And I think Justin Scott is actually a guy Georgia has a lot of momentum with coming into this visit. Yeah, what, what's funny about that is they offer in January. Uh, he was set to commit. Uh, he was, uh, by all accounts, committing to Notre Dame. And then then the offer came from Georgia, and that just shows what kind of program uh, and influence um, Georgia program has on these kids. He, he you know, postponed his announcement uh, then. He has not announced anything since, and will take his first visit to Georgia. And, uh, you know, that, that – Definitely shows what kind of program Kirby's running. I mean, this is a kid up north, uh, a bunch of miles away, and and Kirby and his staffs able to get him to postpone his announcement and just say, "Hey, just check us out. That's all we want you to do is check us out." And and that's what he's going to do. And and that visit will happen this weekend. Yeah, I mean, anytime you, that you are that prominently involved or, or listed in somebody's recruitment and they've never even been on campus before, that that just says that there's a whole lot of potential there when it comes to uh, when it comes to with Justin Scott and and that's a position where Georgia doesn't necessarily at defensive tackle interior defensive line doesn't necessarily need numbers but they do need to hit on a couple of quality guys in this cycle Trent yeah they definitely have numbers at the position but I think Georgia's looking for you know that next Jalen Carter and I think uh, over the past couple of years George has done a great job in the development standpoint. Um, guys like Trammell Walthor and, and guys like that, that they've been able to develop into quality SEC players and not, I mean, it doesn't say they're going to be future first round picks, but they're quality SEC defensive linemen. I think they're looking for that next stud. And I think that's uh, uh, the guy that they, they need to hit on. Absolutely. Another defensive lineman that is going to be coming in and specifically at the five technique is Justin Green. And he's a guy that, that is in Georgia's backyard, Mountain View High School there in Lawrenceville. And he's a guy that that really has some versatility. I believe Rivals has him listed at, at like 260. I think that needs to be updated. I think he's a little bit heavier than that now, uh, Trent. And he's a guy that he could be kind of, in my, in my eyes, kind of that almost Malik Herring type role. You know, he's a guy who could play heavy and slide down in certain personnel, or he could he could uh, be that that quicker guy out on the edge as well. So he's got a lot of versatility, and I think Georgia has a lot of momentum with him coming into this visit. Yeah, I went and talked with him a couple weeks ago at Mountain View High School, and he's a he's a kid that uh, his coaching staff raved about. Uh, in the world we're living in today of social media and, 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 you know, me, 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 me. And, and he is a guy who goes home and, and puts his phone up. I'm telling you, he's hard to get in touch with. Uh, I, I, I sent him that uh, official visit edit that Blaine made uh, about two weeks ago and he released it, I think two days ago. Um, and he never responded back that he even received it. So he, he's a hard guy to get in touch with because he's got his head on straight. I mean, he goes home and he, and he, he, he does his homework. He's a, I think he said a four, two or something like that GPA. He's a, he's a uh, very smart kid. He's a, a son of a military 
uh, um, dad, and he, you know, he's been, he's lived in Texas and he's lived in, I think, Kansas and uh, it's, he's lived in about four states, but he's lived here since he's been in sixth grade. So he considers Georgia home. And the one thing that he constantly said was he did not want to go far away from home. He considers Georgia home and, uh, you know, that bodes well for, for Georgia only being about an hour up the road. No doubt. No doubt. People asking right here, Greg Goose on YouTube says, can we get Dylan to go ahead and recruit Juju Lewis to be his predecessor for 2026? Listen, I'm, I wouldn't be shocked if there's uh communications going on, all these high profile quarterbacks, they, they talk and, uh, and, and, you know, obviously, you have to see what happens, right? Because that's always been the narrative with the five-star quarterbacks and, and Kirby Smart and all this kind of stuff. But people forget that Jake Fromm was a five-star himself, was committed to Alabama, flipped to Georgia, ended up having a really great career. He just happened to, to fend off a, another couple of five-stars that certain people may have wanted to play over him, all that kind of stuff. But he was a five-star guy, and then there was a unprecedented story that – have we've never seen and probably never will see again like Stetson Bennett. So we'll see what happens when it comes to Dylan Raiola, but you've still got two guys on the roster now that are, you know, former five stars, at least at one point in their recruitment, Gunnar Stockton, Brock Vandergriff. And then, you know, people forget uh, Trent that Carson Beck was no shabby recruit himself. No, Carson Beck is a guy who had a brilliant uh, junior season um, in the senior season, uh, he lost all his weapons uh, on offense after a, a brilliant junior season, and he struggled a little bit. And coming in, I think that was the – I think that was just kind of his motto, that he, that he struggled his senior year. He he wasn't wanted by a lot of colleges due to that. And, um, you know, he the one thing he's done over the over you know the past two or three years is just mature. He's matured on the field. Um, you know, sitting behind Stetson uh, might not seem like a lot to a lot of people, but it is. I mean, the way Stetson carried himself in the huddle, the way uh, – I mean, Stetson was a uh, – it's my time. I mean, it, it, we're going to get it done. And, and and I think that's one area that Carson lacked when it when it came to, hey, when the game's on the line, look, we got to go. And um, I, I think learning from Stetson has, has really matured him as a player and a young man. No doubt, no doubt. People people forget that Stetson Bennett absolutely blew away the Rams in, in terms of his his knowledge of the game and 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 of, of protections and all that kind of stuff. And that's one reason they ended up drafting him. So we say all that to say this: I don't think that the Dylan Raiola recruitment and commitment did anything but help Georgia when it comes to Julian Lewis, especially because there's a year of separation there between the between the classes and. Julian is uh, a guy that is just a unbelievable talent. He's been recruited by Georgia since seventh grade. He's been coming to Athens and um, Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, USC. Those those five programs are kind of separating themselves a little bit for Julian as it as it stands right now to kind of go throughout things. So we'll see how that continues uh, to to progress. So we got a lot of questions here. And we'll get to more of these official visitors, but you just see the names that are scrolling through Trent down there at the bottom. You see guys like Daniel Calhoun on the offensive line, who I know that uh, Ryan Puglisi and Dylan Raola both want as part of this class as a, a future guy that could either play tackle or guard 
to be there protecting them. You see the the fellow commit Nicar who's going to help. Demelo Jones is going to help recruit, and then they're they're big big prospects as we mentioned on the defensive front, like Dylan Stewart, Justin Green, Justin Scott, who we've already talked about, Peyton Woodyard, of course, who joined us, and Williams Nawanery. And we'll get to those edge guys in a, in a minute, but. I know that the first week of last year with, with Arch Manning and all those guys that came in was was pretty loaded. This one, I think, rivals that and may even surpass it in terms of top to bottom. Even a guy like Carter Nelson, who is another tight end, that Georgia's already killing it at tight end. Surprise, surprise, with Todd Hartley recruiting. This one, top to bottom, in terms of the guys that are going to be there on officials this weekend, is as loaded as any I can remember. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a little different than last year as well because you have your quarterback committed who's kind of your uh, uh, captain recruiter of the offense. And then you have – we just talked to Peyton Wood, Woodyard who is kind of that uh, recruiter on the defensive side of the ball. So you kind of got your your uh, quote-unquote commit, committing, uh, commit staff uh, on board with you on this visit with him. And, uh, I mean, Ellis Robinson as well. And uh, you got these guys on, on campus. So you got a good mixture of commits, um, leaders of this class, and you got a good a mixture of uh, targets in this class. And I think uh, the combination will, will, will do well with, with these guys on campus. I think they'll have a lot better, um, uh, you know, at, at, when, we, when we look back th at this time next year and, and look back at the January 2nd, like we do with Arch Manning weekend, I think it'll be a lot more successful. No doubt. No doubt. Let's get into some of these questions here. Big Fatty 94 said, who would you give the edge to today with UGA in terms of landing Wingo Smith? So he's talking about Ryan Wingo, JJ Smith, or Jeremiah Smith, however you want to refer to him, and Mike Matthews. So let's let's answer that one first. And he's got a second part of the question. Wide receiver recruiting already have Nitro Tuggle, already have Sokovi White, already have Nicar committed in the class. I'm even going to venture to go out and say, Really, you've kind of got to add Dwight Phillips into that as well because he's going to be used as a hybrid wide receiver, running back type guy. I don't think he's going to be just an every down type running back. So he's going to be a, a threat. And then, of course, you have the two tight ends. But in terms of maybe one, two more wide receivers that could potentially be in this class, how would you assess those three right now, Trent? That's that's tough. Those three are tough to suffer through because – Matthews is a guy who Georgia's been recruiting for a long time, has kind of found ways or reasons not to visit Georgia. Um, so so you kind of get that vibe that uh, Georgia's on the outside looking in, but then he is uh, close with, with Dylan or, or, you know, that relationship's starting to grow. So I think that's put Georgia in a better uh, standing with him. I don't know if it puts Georgia at the top uh, just necessarily. I think uh, coming off the visit with Jeremiah Smith this past weekend or, uh, you know, for the um, – uh, when he threw with him a couple weeks ago, I, th I think uh, Georgia is probably in the best position with Jeremiah Smith. Um, I would say Smith, Matthews, Wingo. Wingo hasn't visited. Uh, and he is – that is coming this weekend, but I would put it in that order right now. No doubt, no doubt. I think that when it comes to J.J. Smith, we're – we're looking at a long game type deal here. Uh, you know, think back to Travis Hunter. <laughs> Not saying that it'll end up the same way as Travis Hunter, but think back to that. We, we said we said for months, Trent, leading up to that, if anything happens, it's going to be right there at the end, and I think that's going to be similar to the case with, with J.J. Smith. I will point out he was wearing all Georgia gear at his 7-on-7 seven seven this weekend. Does that mean anything? Absolutely no. But could it mean something? 
maybe. <laughs> or it could mean that he just got some Nike gear on his OV that he wanted to wear. You never know. But from people that, that I've talked to, uh, when it comes to J.J. Smith, there was a sense of, okay, this this feels hey, we're I'm from the South. I'm from Florida. This feels a little bit more comfortable maybe than than uh, Columbus, Ohio. So that is that is something that I think is working in Georgia's favor. We'll see there. Um, and then with with Mike Matthews, you know, you're going to get him on campus. People have been saying for a while, you know, that hey, they, they don't see it and stuff like that. I've even been on this show saying I, I think it's a long shot and stuff like that, but. Trent, you get you get these guys on campus like they did with Jeremiah Smith. You got to like you know chances to to get something done. Yeah, and I mean this is a I mean a kid who's who's close to Georgia uh, it, from a um, travel standpoint. I mean he, he's he's what hour and twenty minutes down the road um, down three sixteen. He's uh, he, you know and I think the the vibe has been created around him just taking other visits when Georgia was having big recruiting things and, and kind of stuff, what we hear. But like I said, again, I, I do think Georgia has gained ground with having Dylan Raola. I think that uh, I, the two have yeah. talked, the, to, the two have grown a relationship, and that can only help Georgia moving forward along with the uh, visit to Athens. The second part of Big Fatty 94's question was, with Raola on board, who is one recruit that we don't think of that is really looking at Georgia now? So it's hard to it's hard to you know maybe assess okay guys that this really moved the needle for so much that hey he uh, you know he's gonna now start looking at it when he wasn't at all before. I think Brandon Baker at offensive tackle is a name that you have to mention out there because uh, Raul definitely has a relationship with him and he's going to be making an official visit. So I think I think the fact that he kind of knew this was coming, knew the commit was coming, knew where Dylan was leaning, helped get him to the point for an OV, and now it'll be in, on Stacy Searles and Kirby Smart and the, the Georgia staff to kind of close the deal there. But that's a big offensive tackle target that I know uh, many, many people on the uh, on the vault would welcome with open arms, Trent, if he decided to, to make, it, make it official and become a Georgia Bulldog. Yeah, that's a that's a – I mean, that's a good offensive lineman. Looking at his film, I mean, that is an elite guy that, that Georgia we, – we've talked about the, that position in particular that Georgia really needs to hit on in this class, and that would be your uh, elite guy coming in. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of guys that he's – not necessarily that, that Georgia, um, but w when he committed to Georgia, guys like Draylon Miller and, and those guys just spoke out about his commitment and – um, not necessarily saying that Georgia is is you know in it or, or but just just the impact that his commitment to Georgia, um, just guys all across the country uh, took notice of it and and I saw Draylon was one of those guys. Well, Jeremiah Smith falls in that category. You know his his first response was that I got to got to take a serious look at, at Georgia now because of uh, knowing that he would have a chance to to catch catch the ball from Dylan Raola you know d during their career. Uh, at some point, so he kind of fits in that category. Darth Janus here. Um, which weekend in June do you think will have the biggest impact in terms of players who will sign for Georgia in the class? So we've we've we see the players scrolling around here, but Trent, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and say actually the next weekend, June 9th through 11th, could end up having the bigger impact uh, when it comes to people who sign with Georgia. 
Yeah, uh, that's that's the KJ Bolden, uh, Edric Houston's visit that weekend, isn't he? Yeah, Sammy uh, Brown is is coming that weekend. You've got to commit uh, Malachi Tolliver, so of course he's already he's already a part of the class that that's going to be there as well. Let's see, we've got all this on our mega thread. Jordan Ross, who's a guy we've talked about all these edge guys. Jordan Ross is a guy I think Georgia's got a lot of momentum with going into his visit. Of course, Mike Matthews that we've already talked about. I'm looking at a guy like there. Aiden Aiden Breland as a guy that Georgia has a legit chance with. Um, I mean, and yeah. Chauncey Bowens, the Florida running back commit, is going to be in town that weekend. I think that is one that the Riola commitment could help out with as well because what do running backs not want? They don't want a loaded box. And if you have a really good quarterback – you're you're not going to see a loaded box because people are going to pe- keep people back to keep from getting torched deep in the secondary. That's a running back's best friend. You would have to think that uh, uh, Raula would be in the ear of uh, Chauncey Bowens trying to get him to to flip from from the Gators to the Bulldogs. Yeah, it's it's definitely hard to I guess predict because I mean you got uh, Dylan Stewart, Justin Scott. Daniel Calhoun, Justin Green, kind of guys that you feel comfortable with uh, coming this weekend and the next weekend, Sammy Brown, K.J. Bolden, um, even uh, Fletcher Westfall is a guy that Georgia has a legit chance with, um, Aiden Breland, like we talked about. So, yeah, I think both classes, I think these first two weekends are going to be the biggest impact weekends. Uh, which one's bigger, I think, will depend on a few guys that we don't have predicted in the class right now, uh, you know, Changing and changing their mind, and, and that, and you know, choosing Georgia, I think that will be the the ultimate thing. I, you, I look at guys like Ron Wingo and and, and those guys, and and who's going to be the kind of toss up guys that that swing that way. But uh, both of these big week, first two weekends are going to be huge. Agreed, agreed. Here comes the boy racer with question again. Yeah, a prediction of the number of public commitments in June. Uh, where do you think Jeremiah Smith? Rec- recruitment currently stands i think georgia got jeremiah smith's attention i think that he get they gave him a lot to think about and i think going forward georgia's solidly in the mix in this thing i think they'll probably get a game visit from him uh this fall so i think that's kind of where you're at right now with that but in terms of the number of commits there's they're at 15 now uh trent georgia is you said before august they would be at 20 that would mean, uh, you know, just in the next two months, they get five more. I think, who, man, I think you could see, I think you could see four or five in in June. So this thing's clipping along uh, harder, you know, and and faster than I thought it would. Yeah, I think you uh, covered the Jeremiah Smith. I think, uh, you know, a big thing with Jeremiah Smith is Brian Hartline, and uh, uh, this is why we talk about playing the long game. We got to see go in the fall. Brian Hartline could be up for a few jobs come uh you know november december so you have to watch that one so playing the long game on jeremiah smith is um you know some to do with brian hartline some to do how his relationship continues to grow with georgia and yeah i mean i continue to say i think you know sure they'll be at uh 20 or over by august 1st but yeah like blaine said i think you're looking at you know four or five more coming um you know sooner than later i think you you got you got some guys that are on the edge of announcing right now and uh and oh, the official visits coming up to georgia and i think that's only gonna push george over the top did i can't remember did justin green give you a timeline of when he's wanting to make a decision by 
he told me before his senior season starts in uh so he said july um it, later part of july first part of august is when he wants to announce that he's got four official trip uh, visit uh four official visit trips in june and then after june he said that he will start uh narrowing it down with his family but um, you know, he, he did not want to commit or even silent commit. Uh, he said he was raised the way when he gave his word, he wanted to give his word and, uh, that'll be coming July probably. Yeah. I mean, well, we know, we know Sammy Brown and, um, and KJ Bolden are wanting to make a decision by the early part of July. So is it possible that they bump it up to late June, maybe possibly, but you're probably looking, uh, First of July there, Daniel Calhoun, same same type of uh, time frame there that he's wanting to go with. Joseph Phillips, listen, the thing you got to look at with Joseph Phillips, and that's a name that people don't talk about enough at inside linebacker in his class is he's a guy that the only official visit he has firmly scheduled right now is Georgia. Uh, and he's, he, he, he's got a couple maybe games that he wants to go to in terms of an official visit weekend in Alabama and Tennessee in the fall. But right now, Joseph Phillips and Glenn, Glenn Schumann, he, he does really well going to the state of Alabama and recruiting those guys all the way from his time back as a coach on the Alabama staff or a, a graduate assistant over there. So a lot of, a lot of ties there. He, he's a guy that I think it wouldn't be unrealistic to see him end up making a decision uh, sooner rather than later. So, you know, I think it could be as many as four guys if, if certain decisions went, went Georgia's way. Um, let's see, we got, uh, Jagan 17 J, uh, that what's the biggest obstacle in Mike Matthews recruitment? Uh, I don't know. I, I think some people like to say this is a totally NIL driven recruitment and stuff like that. And I, I just, I don't, in, in, until I would be able to go sit down with a, with a family and, and literally get the, the rundown of like financials and all that stuff, I don't feel comfortable saying something like that, uh, Trent. Um, but I do feel like he is a guy that is – I don't know if he's necessarily utilized as much as he should be at Parkview right now. So I don't know that the style of offense is necessarily going to be his his hang-up with any, anybody. And I think Georgia's is trending in the right direction. So I just think it's in terms of, hey, this young man just wanted to see how the process uh, works out. And some guys – Ultimately, well, I'm not saying this is him or not, but some guys ultimately just don't want to go to school in their in their home state. They want to go somewhere else. So who who knows if that's the if that's the holdup with Mike Matthews? What's your opinion on the biggest obstacle? Yeah, I, I don't know what the biggest obstacle is, but you know, you, you get the Gwinnett kids, and and the, you know, the, there's a, a there's a big pull to, to schools like Clemson and Alabama and Gwinnett and Gwinnett County, and and so, some of these kids just like going further away from home. Um, that they, they they like enjoying the process. They like going farther away from home. We, we've seen this for, uh, I guess, about 10, 12 years that I've been doing it. The, the, the kids of, um, you know, Georgia be hard after these Gwinnett County kids, and they just want to leave Gwinnett County, leave uh, North Georgia, and get and get further away. And um, that's a, as far as obstacle or NIL or all that stuff, I'm not sure that's completely, uh, you know, true because, I mean, you can go market yourself anywhere um, – you want to, I know, I know there's some throwing out money at the beginning, but you, I mean, marketing yourself as a player on the field. Um, I mean, you've seen Georgia, Georgia is right up there market, marketing them with the best. Um, so, but you know, I, I think, I think it's more of a, uh, you know, 
he, he, he wants to enjoy the process. He wants to see uh, all the schools and, and um, you know, it, that's exactly what he's doing. He just hadn't shown favoritism to Georgia because that's his in-state school. No doubt. No doubt. Um, and then the other part of that question was, which 2024 RB is Georgia most likely to add to Phillips? You know, Chauncey Bones is going to be there for the the official visit uh, 9 through 11. He is committed to Florida, but I think Georgia really has a, a lot of momentum in there. So, you know, you're committed to, you're not, but we'll see what they do there. And then the other two names you got to look for, Nate Frazier and Christian Clark. Uh, I think Georgia's really fighting Texas for Christian Clark, and then Nate Frazier um, has, has a lot of schools that he still has yet to narrow it down from. But if that official visit gets scheduled, we'll definitely tell you about those. Uh, Double Dog, Dare, 1906, how solid are the safety commits? Well, you heard Peyton Woodyard on our show here at the beginning say that he is 100% committed to Georgia. He's just enjoying the process. He's talked to Kirby and Muschamp about it, so he's solid. Jalen Hayward, I think there was a push from like from Miami to try to flip him. I think Georgia kind of stayed that off a little bit, uh, Trent, so I would, I would count him as, uh, as, as solid as well. What's your opinion? Yeah, I, I think if, if I had to – predict one out of the two to, to flip. I think it would be Jalen Hayward at this time. I think Peyton Woodyard's pretty uh, – I mean, like uh, as he said, he's solid. I think bringing Dylan Raola and, and guys like that on has has solidified this process more. Um, I think they, they talk a good bit. He's also recruiting very hard for Georgia and trying to bring in players. Um, you haven't heard that as much with Jalen Hayward. Uh, he might not be one of the out, outspoken ones. There's, there's a few of those in this class, and, and that's completely fine. But – um, if I had to predict one, it, it would be Hayward, but I think both of them are pretty solid right now. And uh, if you can bring KJ Bolden in with that duo, uh, it would be it would be very very good safety class. And De- Demello Jones is also a guy who could play safety. He's more of an athlete, corner safety star. Wherever he's going to be on the defensive side of the ball, he did visit Tennessee this weekend. But I still think you know you're talking about a Swainsboro, Georgia guy, a guy that Kirby Smart's been all over. His family loves. Georgia, I think he'll stick with Georgia as well. Uh, Jack Bowers, how confident are you that Sammy Brown will commit to Georgia? I'll say this. I thought about, you know, a little over a month ago, I thought there was about a 10% chance, uh, Trent, that that I thought Clemson was a, you know, prohibitive favorite and he just wasn't going to go to Georgia. But more and more as we've talked to talked to Sammy and, 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 you know, been around this recruitment, Georgia has really, really gained a lot of momentum, and I would even call Georgia a slight leader in this now. So I, I don't know that I would say my confidence level is, okay, hey, he's going to end up you know, landing on Georgia in the first week of July, but I think Georgia having that second uh, official visit the week after Clemson is actually in Georgia's favor. Yeah, and I think the only thing uh, – his relationships are better at Georgia. Um, I think he's got the best relationship with Glenn Schumann. Uh, is from a linebacker coach standpoint. Um, I, I think that if his fastest way on the field might be at Clemson, um, just just because of depth. Uh, Georgia's brought in a lot of depth, but um, I'm I'm not sure that's playing a huge factor. I think it's more relationship based, and uh, I think Georgia is uh, has better relationships right now um, from from a coaching staff standpoint and from a commit standpoint. Um, I think those those started to build. Uh, at that throwing session last weekend, having all those guys together and 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 having uh, you know Sammy kind of 
uh, organize it and, and do that kind of stuff. So I think those relationships with the commits are starting to grow. And um, I think Georgia's chances have grown significantly over the last month. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, we got one from Pine Tree here. Do you believe Houston, he's talking about Edric Houston, would be a surprise if he ended up at Georgia? Some insiders seem to feel that way. I don't know that you would categorize it as a surprise because it's a elite defensive player uh, that inside the state of Georgia that would be committing to Georgia. So I don't know that it would necessarily be a surprise, but I do think it would be a bucking of a trend, so to speak, when it terms comes to you know elite Buford players, uh, Gwinnett players for that matter, Trent, that, are, that end up committing to Georgia. Yeah, I'm not going to say surprise because – when I say that he's legitimately the number one target that I think Georgia is going after, uh, you know, Dylan Rollo was kind of that guy on offense. I think Edric is that guy on defense from a need standpoint and from a talent standpoint. Uh, this is another great kid. I mean, I, I've talked to him several times, just uh, another uh, mature beyond his years type kid. Um, you know, he, he's, but surprised it would not surprise me at all if he went to georgia i think it would be uh, a huge day in the georgia coaching office if he if he does go to georgia i don't think georgia uh i don't think georgia led as of a couple months ago and and throughout the couple, couple months i do think they've gained ground on ohio state um you know a couple months ago i thought he had the his best relationships with 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 ohio state that's all he talked about was how hard ohio state's coming after him how hard how, how the relationships really grown with ohio state and, uh, you know, there's several other schools in it, but I do think Georgia has made up ground there, and that's going to be a big official visit um, visit here in a couple weeks. To tell you how big it would be, Trent, I believe if if Edric Houston told Georgia he was going to commit to them, I think Kirby Smart would go ahead and in his celebration name the next Ugga, what the next Ugga is going to be named. Because we all know how the, the, the newest Ugga was named. I think Kirby's celebration would probably name the next one. Uh, or it could just be the next two words out of that boom. So Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, uh, Mad Dog 65-68, Cameron Fountain, Marquise Light, Lightfoot, both have official visits to UGA. Do you see either possibly being in the class or feel more comfortable with the names like Stewart? Christopher Jackson, who's from Tucker High School, and then Jordan Ross. So when you talk about these guys, would you see them pushing? I I I the only one I I would think is I think Marquise Lightfoot has a real chance because of how uh Chidera Uzo Deribe really hit it off with him and and I talked to him and he he said that hey they uh they they just really wanted him to to get down there for an OV. So I think if he does indeed show up on campus, he's a guy you got to watch out for. But other than that, I think Stuart Jackson and Ross are the three names you probably need to circle. Yeah, I mean there's a and there's a lot of guys going after about two or three spots that we've mentioned. So um, yeah, I, I would watch the guys that 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 you talked about, Stewart and Jackson Ross. I think Lightfoot has a legitimate chance. There's some other guys, um, you know, and Williams Dewaner is going to be in town with all these Georgia commits next week, like we said. So there's a there's a bunch of guys going for very limited spots. So I would I would I would be the betting man on the uh, other guys than than those. No doubt, no doubt. And the last one we have here is from. R Hall 55. Do you see the final three 
offensive line being Seton, Poe, and Calhoun. So when it comes to it right now, offensive lineman committed a six foot six, two hundred ninety five pound offensive lineman from Cartersville, Georgia. Malachi Tolliver is committed six foot eight, three hundred thirty five pound. Marcus Harrison from Athol Springs, New York, is committed. Mar- uh, Malachi Tolliver told us here on Rumors versus Facts, Trent, that Georgia wants to sign five offensive linemen in this class. So I think that's where our Hall's getting his number from. Seton, Poe, Calhoun, are those the three guys that you would, you know, lend towards being the, the guys that they they sign, or is there anybody else you would throw into the mix? I think Poe and Calhoun are two guys that I feel more comfortable with at this at this moment. I think uh, we'll wait and see uh, with a Seton visit. Um, another guy is Ethan Callaway that I would look at yeah. um, being one of those guys. I, I think I think Georgia could even go up and take six in this class. It would not surprise me at all. But um, I, I feel more comfortable with Poe and Calhoun right now, and, and it's kind of a waiting game on Seton. Yeah, I think – as you mentioned, Ethan Calloway from Mooresville, North Carolina, six foot seven, three hundred pounds. He's a really athletic uh, guy that, that Stacy Searles has a good relationship with. He'll be coming for an uh, an official visit, and then also this upcoming weekend, a guy that we haven't talked about yet. That's how loaded it is right here at the end of the show. We're going to be talking about him, Marquez Easley. Uh, he's going to make a commitment in October. He tells me, and he's a guy that Georgia really, really likes. He's from the Chicago area, from up there in Illinois, and He's a guy that that another just massive uh, athletic guy that could end up cross-training. Georgia really likes these guys that could have the body type, Trent, that could play. Okay, if they're, they're athletic enough that they could start off at tackle, if it doesn't work out, they're big enough and strong enough, they can kick them into guard. Marquez easily is a guy that fits that mold. So I would agree with you with Calhoun and Poe being the two guys that are maybe Georgia's got the most momentum with right now. Jordan Seaton, who knows? We'll, we'll we'll see what happens there. And then uh, right behind those guys, I'd put Ethan Callaway and Marquez easily. Um, but, you know, people – I think people are going to be uh, – ultimately at the end of it are going to be a little bit uh, people on the vault that talk a lot about offensive line. I think uh, they're going to maybe be a little bit pleasantly surprised with the haul that Georgia brings in in this class. Yeah, For sure. Uh, I think – you know, this has been the position that we've talked about, and we've talked about it since I think last year. Was twenty four has to be a class that Georgia hits on offensive line, not just numbers, but uh, guys that can come in, learn year one, be ready to go as redshirt freshmen, sophomores, and um, I think Georgia's going to hit on two or three guys that 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 fit that bill. Um, I think Georgia is. Uh, we talk about the Baker, we talk about Calhoun, we talk about all these guys. I think these are guys that can come in, even the Seton, they can come in and play early for Georgia. Um, not necessarily year one because you don't see that happen a lot, but I think that the ultimate goal is getting these guys ready uh, for their redshirt freshman uh, year, either as the like the sixth lineman or even a starting role. And I think those are guys that all fit that mold. Last one here from a YouTube question. Uh, Aiden, we appreciate you and everybody else tuning in. Make sure to hit that thumbs up for us right now. The like button, it's free, helps us out a lot on here. So all you uh, hundreds of people that are in here, go ahead, hit the like button as you're on here right now. But uh, Aiden Cruz asks, how do we feel about Demarcus Riddick? There's been rumors of Alabama and Auburn trying to flip him. They're certainly trying to flip him. He's visited there a good bit. He is going to be on the official visit 
this weekend, June 2nd through 4th. So you need to uh, just keep your eyes peeled on that. And then in terms of him specifically, I posted a note on the UGA Sports Vault this past week about, hey, you know, there's been all these rumors and all this kind of stuff out there, but the recruits, the the commits recently have really been showing some love to DeMarcus. And, uh, you know, I think they're, they're starting to feel a little bit more uh, – a little bit more solid about him. Not saying that he's going to for sure remain in the class, but I think there is some little bit of momentum coming this way, especially Trent after he's going to be on campus this weekend. Yeah, and and back a couple weeks ago, I don't know, it was probably a month ago, he visited Alabama, and he, all you all we heard afterwards was the flips coming, uh, need to get a flip story ready, all this stuff, and it never transpired. And that tells me that that Georgia has kind of uh, offset whatever Alabama did. And I think George is going to have to continue to do that. I think George is going to have to continue to treat this like, yes, he's committed, but we got to treat him like an uncommitted recruit and, and, you know, keep scrapping uh, to, to the end. And I think this is going to be one of those cases because Alabama and Auburn's not going to go away quietly. For sure. For sure. Now guys, we've covered a lot of ground here. We had Dylan Raula and we had Peyton Woodyard in on the show with us for the first 15, 16 minutes. So rewind it, check that out. There two couldn't be two more uh, well-spoken and mature guys that are going to be joining the, the Georgia program. Um, we'll be hearing a lot about them for years to come. So make sure you check out that. And guys, we will be with you next Monday night. Right now, Andy Stowe got to get go caught, got to go and get caught up on a Monday Night Raw, especially after. Uh, after Roman Reigns and the, the bloodline turned on him. So we got to go catch that out, Andy Stowe. And then there's game seven on. Um, I hear through the grapevine of uh, Celtics and Heat. So a lot of stuff to go catch out this Monday night. We appreciate you chose to come on with us and hear about Georgia football recruiting. Subscribe, like, turn on notifications. And we will catch you guys next Monday night for Trent Smallwood. I am Blaine Gilmer. We'll see you guys next Monday to talk more Georgia football recruiting on the heels of a massive official visit weekend. You guys have a good one and we'll see you next time.